Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and I'm here today with the other co-host, Brendan McCullough. How you doing, Brent? <sighs> it's It's been a month. It's been a January. That's for goddamn sure. Dude, I know. I think I saw someone on social media somewhere post about it. They were like, this January has been the longest year of my life. I'm yeah. Like, it really has. I don't know. Dude, I'm just getting over a flu myself. I was out oh, and down for four and a half days. It's been Ooh. really fucking brutal. I'm, I should have got my flu shot. I'm an idiot. <laughs> it's cr- Well, the flu shot, I mean, we won't get it. Flu shot is just like <laughs> a gamble. It's... There's no way of knowing what exact strain of the flu is going to be going around and active that year. So, for better or worse, the flu shot is just like, we think it's going to be this one, and it might not be. Because there's been a few years where the flu shot was, like, wrong and just did nothing. So, it's unfortunately not even a guarantee anymore. Or, I mean, it never was, but... Right. uh, Yeah. Uh, But, yeah, so the flu apparently is, like, really bad this year. But Dude, it, it I think it's I think it's just been getting worse. Like, it feels like every year they're saying, like, oh, yeah, it's bad this year. I, like, I think it's just progressively getting worse um, yeah i then, still feel like i have at least another day of recovery still this is it's been brutal don't yeah. get the flu people if you can help it <laughs> i had a friend who went to a convention so she took off two days for the convention went back to work on monday then called out three days the next week because of the flu because she got it from the convention so like it's bad and then out here on the west coast at least the coronavirus is spreading around oh lord which is Kind of just a very more contagious version of the flu. Like, the virus can linger in the air after someone's been there for, like, an hour or something. Or you can get it from animals. So it won't affect the animal, but if you, like, touch or eat the animal, you'll get it then. So it's... What? It's, it's kind of like a more like a slightly more aggressive flu. It's not like you're coughing blood. It's not like the bubonic plague. But it's just... It's, it's an epidemic in the sense of it's so easily spread. And it's just, like, a new virus. Yeah. So, like, that's not fun. So not at all, dude, but the, on the bright side of the flu and starting off this episode terribly, <laughs> uh, I, it led to a lot of gaming, believe it or not. Oh yeah. Uh, there that's you what go. I mean. This is a video game podcast. So we are going to hey. talk about that stuff. Uh, yeah, enough depressing shit. Like I, then, then again, I am going to be a little drowsy this episode. I am on medication and hopefully trying to get a little bit better. But today was like the first, like on the bright side, I'm like, I'm on the mend finally. So hopefully oh, nice. a few more days and I'll be back to, uh, 100%. But I, mean, I have been gaming a I'll, lot. I'll be a little drowsy, too. I'm on the White Claw. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. <laughs> but uh, that's what I mean. Bren, have you been playing many games since the last time I talked to you? Because I do have a pretty <sighs> decent update. So it's cool if you don't. When's the last time we talked? Like, I can't even remember with, like, holidays and backlog and traveling. Like, I've been so confused this January. Um, I I mean I don't know why I'm putting up a front. It's just Fire Emblem Three Houses. Like I haven't played anything else, <laughs> so like why am I acting like it's a problem? It's uh, all good. No, it just like all Fire Emblem like all the time. I actually just this morning sent my Joy Cons uh, to get fixed. I like mailed them back to Nintendo to fix them because you know they're getting the Joy Con drift and it's just getting worse to the point where we're like, all right, I can't. I can still play the game. It's just getting like annoying to the point where it's like every two minutes or every minute there's like a drift. I have to reset it. Um, so I just sent those back. So I I won't be playing Fire Emblem from uh for a while until I get those back. Yeah, uh, how long do you expect that to be? I don't know because the the facility I was sending them to, the address they gave me to mail them to, is on the other side of L.A. So like it's within the city, but I don't know if they're fixing that there or if that's just like uh, a stop location for them to like ship it up and then send it up to like 
where are they in Washington? I think Wash, uh, Nintendo's based out of. Okay. Um, so I don't know if they're fixed in there and then they'll send them back within like a week or if it's like, you know, who knows? They might send them back to Japan. I, I highly doubt that, but like, I'm not sure. So until those sense. are fixed, yeah, won't be playing. Um, but I believe last time I talked, I was still playing it. I beat the first playthrough I did of it and then immediately started up another one because so you do with RPGs, especially this one. Hell yeah. Uh, so very, very much enjoy the game. I'm still playing it after all this time. Uh, solid game. Fully understand why it's in people's like top 10 of like 2019 and like it's some of the game of the year for a lot of people. Fully understand that. It's not perfect. There's a lot, like any good JRPG, there's a lot of fluff and filler that I just do not give a shit about and could entirely have cut out and be fine with. Um, so, uh, for anyone interested, uh, three houses, kind of like Harry Potter. You pick a house, you lead them. I picked the Golden Deer because it's the only one I knew anything about from friends. And <laughs> I'm worried I peaked with them because I the, for the second playthrough, I picked the Black Eagles. And these kids suck. <laughs> like The Golden Deer kids were much more interesting and like dynamic, at least right off the bat. They're like, oh, he's the noble guy. Oh, he's actually like pretty fleshed out. Like He's taking nobility on as a civic duty to help like the commoners that like work beneath him and stuff. Like he's helping. It's like, oh, well, that's an interesting character. And then like with Black Eagle, it's just like, fuck poor people. I'm rich. It's like, oh wow, <laughs> wow, God look at you. So it's just like, I, I mean, you, with all the characters, there's plenty of writing, and I talked about it before, where you you can bond with all of your teammates on your uh, group and all the students and uh, some of the teachers. And then they yeah. bond with each other without having the main character around. So you do see a lot of the characters fleshed out and like in very different situations and a wide uh, diversity of personalities and stuff with each character. Um, so it is great. But at least with Golden Deer, I was much more endeared to them. Ha, huh, endeared. Uh, <laughs> to them right away because they were kind of more goofier or at least like n- not as up their own ass. Because it was like a council like their territory was run by like a council versus like an empire or a king so they all like kind of work together and we're on an equal playing field so totally as far as from what i hear with fire emblem you pick one of the three houses the golden deer and blue lion are pretty similar playthroughs and then you do the black eagles which diverts in it in it of itself into two other playthroughs oh, okay. so yeah that's kind of like the interesting house that has like more story going on um, so I'm picking that right. one, and I'm going to pick a path. I I don't think I'll probably play again, but there is DLC being announced uh, for a fourth house, a secret fourth house that's in the sewers. So like what? it's like the Ninja Turtle house, I guess, or something. Yeah, like it's <laughs> that's weird. what comes to mind. Yeah. Um, so depending on how big that DLC is, I might get that and play that through. But I don't. I'm not going to. There, I've seen people online who's like, I played every playthrough. Like I played it four times. I've done every path. I've recruited everyone every time. It's like, whoa. I got other games I want to play. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but it was like 55 hours or so for one playthrough, which I honestly thought it'd be worse. I thought it'd be longer. That's to be expected. That's not bad for a JRPG with intended replayability. Like, because like, it could be like Witcher, where like I got like 160 hours into that. It's like, all right, play it again. It's like, no, 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 no. Um, I might play Witcher again after watching the show. I'm tempted. <laughs> Uh, apparently, there's more people playing The Witcher 3 video game after the Netflix series than at the launch of that game. No so way. So, more people playing than ever before. So, That's surprising and awesome. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm I'm not too surprised because it's like, oh, it's based off a game. It's like, oh, that's pretty cool. You look up the game and it's like 
$40 full price, and if it's on sale, it's like 15 or something. Like, because the, the Witcher games just go for dirt cheap on sale, and I have no idea why, because they're just definitely worth more. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, people probably just saw the game on sale because it's so many years old, and they're just like, hey, let's just dig into this. I like where, you know, Geralt is. Um, but, yeah, that's great. Um, so, yeah, did, beat the game, did my playthrough Gold Deers, doing it with Black Eagles. Uh, like I said, I'm enjoying it. But there's a good amount of fluff. Like you'll see, you'll get different different interactions. You can spend time with different people. You can recruit different people to your own house, so that way you can kind of mix and match the houses if you like That's someone right. in particular. Um, so I'm doing that more, and then I'm finding out like, oh, this character interacts with this character differently if you're in this house. So I'm like, oh, let me try and get that person now to see what they do. Um, so that's real fun. Yeah. But any of like the main storyline stuff, I've already I already know it. I already know all the secrets, so I'm just like spamming through like skip 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 skip, skip. D- tea time talking with my friends like skip <laughs> skip, skip 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 tea time like so uh, it is fun with like the second playthrough where you can just kind of streamline this and be like all right we're moving on like this does not matter I know the secret twist uh, so it it's a really solid game I can definitely say that and, but it is a JRPG and it's a lot of characters. So even with my friend who's playing it, I'll talk. And she's like, oh, you got to do this and this with this character. And I was like, I have no idea who you're talking about. She's like, oh, but he's so important. And I was like, I, yo, I don't, I don't, I memorize the characters I like. I don't know everyone. For sure. So uh, it's expansive and fun. And it's, it's easily worth $60 for like a Switch game and stuff. It's, it's great for the Switch, but it'll burn through that battery like within three hours or so. So it's, it's kind of intensive. That makes sense. But like I said, tactics, so hopefully it'll get me back into, with my Switch being out of commission now until I get my Joy-Cons back, maybe I'll follow up on that lie I've been per- perpetuating of Banner Saga. Maybe. Yeah, you got to. I've been, I followed up on the lies that I've been telling about people Twitch streaming, and I did Twitch streams of the games I've been playing, but is there anything else you want to talk about? Or is, you've said that, that's, that's the only like, game. Fire yeah, Emblem yeah. 3. Okay, that's totally cool. All right, so for me, I finally got around to beating Code Vein, and it was all thanks to Corey from One Track Gamers, and I'll tell you why. Because I got to the very end of the game by like relying heavily on like the online multiplayer co-op help. These mm-hmm. people would just like help me through the levels and help me beat some bosses. I'm like, I just want to progress through this story and check mark this game and be like, all right, on to the next one. Yeah. And so I get to this final boss and leading up to it, there's some kind of bullshit where it's like basically exactly uh, Ornstein and Smog. Oh, yeah. Fuck, I forget. It it was like a direct ripoff of Dark Souls. So I'm like, you guys are already taking a lot of pages from the book. You might want (laughs) to chill, Uh, but it's fine. I would Uh, say, is it just like a big character and a small character at the same time? Yes, and it was, but like even similar forms. And once one dies, like the other one gets more powerful. Oh, I'm like, okay. y'all are stealing. <laughs> I was gonna say, like, oh, that's kind of a common design, like trope. Like I've seen that in other stuff before. But since it's already so similar to Dark Souls, and then like gameplay wise, it does the same thing. It's like, okay, yeah, this it's is unbelievable. This is a rip-off. Pretty much. I feel like any Dark Souls fan playing the game is like really just like, what the hell is this? <laughs> Come on, guys. But anyway. Uh, but then I got past that one, that was a bitch, and then there was a bunch of just asshole bosses this whole way, and then this final guy, well, and that's another thing, this whole time, you like, the main bad guy is this Mito dude, it's like, nah, dude, Mito. he's like, like, four bosses behind before you get to the final boss, I'm uh, like, Jesus Christ, so, that's a there's JRPG, this final right. boss, 
Exactly. No, but then it pulls a full Kingdom Hearts on you. Because, like, I was saying this whole time, it's like anime Dark Souls. The anime aspect of it is Kingdom Hearts because it throws this goofy-ass motherfucking creature at you with, like, all these faces and, like, ex- like limbs and shit. It is a really out-there thing. And, oh, man, Bren, this thing is so overpowered. It's actually frustrating because, <laughs> literally, you go in and it one-shots you. And, like, the way it works, you can have uh, an AI character assist you. There's, like, a cast of characters you can choose from and the one that heals me the most is the uh girl character named io it's just literally the letters io and or maybe it's pronounced eo i really don't know but regardless uh i usually have her on my team and then you can also summon uh summon someone from online to help you so technically you got three people going at this boss and when someone dies like you you get to see the health bars on the screen if someone dies there's a spell any character can use to like bring them back but then it takes like i don't know a solid like 10 15 seconds to be able to do it again and there's certain times where like you'll literally this boss has so many bullshit moves. One, that's like a proximity move. If you're in this like pink circle area, you're fucked. And I, I literally got one shot by that. Uh, Corey would like heal me. And then I would get one shot. Like I would just respawn <laughs> in the pink zone where I'm like, there's no ch- time for me to get out of here and then die again. And he didn't want to have the time to buff to like reheal me. Yeah. So then we'd have to start all over. So no joke. Uh, I had, I, well, f- before having Corey assist me, I swear I must have spent hours just like spending time in that area summoning people and no one would show up. Dep- uh, I'm sure it depends on the time of day and also yeah. my level at the end of the game, how many people are actually looking for help there. Yeah. Uh, but it t- turned out a few people would come to my aid. Uh, of course, Reggie wants to be on the <laughs> podcast. Uh a few people came to my aid, uh, but they were all just, like, not helping me very much. We'd just get completely owned. And I'm like, man, do I really need to, like, grind more? I'm like, level 137. Jeez. What is this game? <laughs> so what ended up happening was I'm like, okay, I got to hit up Corey. Because I remember when we first played co-op, he said, oh, my character's, like, level 120 or something. I'm like, oh, he's probably even higher now. Yeah. So let's see if he can help me at this point in the game. And he, and he was totally down. Uh, we got online. He's like level 150 something. And so together I'm like, we got this. And dude, it took us fucking 20 tries or something or more. I, I could be exaggerating. Maybe it was like 15, but like, man, it, it was a struggle. This final boss is a total bitch. And even he was like, I don't remember it being this hard. And one thing that was a problem, I would always start the match by like buffing everybody's weapon in our party with like fire. Cause I'm like, why not? That'll probably help. Right? No, this fucking enemy has uh all elemental uh resistance so like if you use like ice uh thunder it's i was like what the fuck is that about (laughs) and then the way the online works is i think i have a total of like nine healing uh items before like uh you run out Mm -hmm. i think Corey has 10 he says with his character and he's like but when he when he plays with me online, it cuts his in half. So he only has five when he's helping me with his boss. So already he's like not able to last as long as like someone like me. Yeah, exactly. And then this boss has these unbelievable moves. Uh, there was something else that I was thinking like, Oh, and then also the boss is literally programmed to attack whoever is hosting the match. So that thing is literally obsessed with me, just trying to kill me no matter what. (laughs) So like, and that's something you would never expect in like a dark souls game. Cause he was, uh, we were agreeing like in previous 
Dark Souls iterations we would play online, and like you could have someone else like take the pressure away from you yeah. and be like, "Oh, I'm gonna go heal or something." Equal- Not in fucking Code Vein. It's just like this motherfucker is like, "Oh, I'm honing in on whoever is hosting this," that and it's sucks. like, "Oh my god, it makes it so challenging, Brent." So like, <laughs> I remember earlier in the fucking podcast, I was saying Code Vein isn't as bad as Dark Souls. I think by the end it gets there. Like that was a fucking hell of a thing. But the cool thing about it was we streamed it. And I just like briefly checked in on it just to see how it turned out. And I don't think Corey's audio came through my party for some reason, uh, but at least you can hear uh, me talking to him if you want to check it out. Uh, I would just skip to the end where we beat him. Uh, it was so glorious because there was so much uh, preparation and like strategy and trying to figure out how we're going to do this because it just took a long time. But like, yeah, about an hour after, and, like, it was so funny because it was literally like the last one. I'm like, you know what? After this, we're going to have to just try again later. And we finally got him. And I was like, thank God. So that was super glorious. And I watched the final cutscenes and I still don't know what the fuck's going on. He was like, there's like, he's like, I think I found some 50 minute lore video on YouTube and I'm going to go watch that. And I'm like, please let me know how that is. Cause uh, so far the lore has been very confusing and I didn't follow anything. People just turned to stone for no reason. And then that's the end of the game. So it's interesting. <laughs> that I wonder if it's like, if the enemy scales with you, like with your level and then it scales when more people come in. Because then that effectively, I've seen games that do it. It effectively, it doesn't give you an advantage with an ally. Like your ally's only real advantage is that they can aggro some of it. But if they're prioritizing yeah. the host, then aggro doesn't matter because you're always going to be at that. all. So like, if they scale with you and they're specifically targeting the host, and is it like Dark Souls where if the host dies, the guest like the co-op gets kicked off? Yes, that sucks. That sucks a yep, lot. It's so shitty. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, it's a it's a hell of a game, and I was like even wondering why I put myself through games like that. But I am I checked it off the list, and I'm really happy about it. And uh, there's DLC for it. One of three DLCs coming oh, out this boy. year. Apparently, Corey was telling me. So I'm like, man. And he was saying how much he does love this game. He thinks it's his favorite out of like the Soulsborne like style games. Really? So I'm like, I. I I was going to agree with him, and then I said, I need some time to think about that, though, because (laughs) Dark Souls was fucking epic. Yeah, seriously, and I don't know. That's a really tough one, but I do like what they're doing. The anime aspect of it all really uh, is striking a chord for us, (laughs) specifically, I'm sure. Uh, Yeah, Yeah, I'd be curious to see that, like, discussion, because, like, I feel like you could easily classify all the Souls games, like Dark Souls, Demon Souls, and Bloodborne, all of its own, so you could pick your favorite out of there. And then there'd be, because there's no denying how popular those games are and how influential those, like, the combat system is in those that it's spun off yeah. into so many other games. You could probably have your own favorite Souls spin-off game or Souls-like game where it's not one of those, it's not part of the franchise, but it's still similar gameplay style. Like, I would argue. For sure. Uh, it's a 2D platformer, like, side-scrolling platformer, but I'd say Hollow Knight would probably be my favorite of a Souls-like combat style game. Like, because Hollow Knight is basically Dark Souls, but bugs and like 2D. Yeah, there's and also Titan Souls. Do you remember Titan that Titan Souls game? way back? Uh, oh, there's man. So many, like, there's so many games that had very similar combat style of like the, you know, combat role dodge mechanic being like a critical element of the gameplay. And like perfect and timing. And just really bosses. requiring skill to get past these bosses. Oh, man. Yeah, it's not like an MMO where it's just a numbers game where it's like you just you flood them full of enough numbers and you win. Now it's like, no, you got to like time i forget what it is i mean it's um 
the shadows die twice. The 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 Japanese like, oh yeah Sekiro game. Sekiro yeah uh, yeah I think that did it, and I think there's a few other games, but it's where like the, you can parry, you can block, and you'll know you'll take t- chip damage, and like you'll be pushed back, but you can parry, and if you parry perfectly, you take no damage and can actually damage the enemy when they do that. But it's like the precision to parry it right is so much harder. And it's like, yeah, you have to get good. It's not just a meme. Like, you actually have to be better than when you started from. For sure. Um, I'm just glad to have that one checked off my list, though, because I, I am looking forward to playing other games. And I did start playing other games, but already just, like, jumping from, like, control scheme to, like, the different way you handle your characters. It's just oh, yeah. totally fucking me. Like, in freaking code vein i'm so used to now l1 making my character run or whatever so like now i'm playing horizon zero dawn uh, the frozen wilds dlc mm-hmm. and the like i'm trying to run away from these robot dinosaurs using l1 yeah. and all that does is bring up like your different like uh, this menu. like scroll menu uh, yeah uh, exactly to choose the different uh fucking arrows and shit you can equip but the thing is it's not like a pause menu either it's like a slow motion like shit's still happening in real time (laughs) so like you could be being attacked as that's happening and i'm pulling that up as i'm intending to run i'm like no and like (laughs) things are getting me and i'm like oh god damn it so uh but long story short i remember saying i was nervous about getting back into horizon zero dawn now that trepidation is over i'm having a fucking blast with it all over again it feels good to be re-exploring this little section of the map that i get to unlock with this dlc i've uh cleared a bandit camp i'm taking down these control towers and i did a quest and got a trophy so on the right path i'm looking for i think i'm going to try to platinum that dlc thing just might as well because i love fucking horizon zero dawn it's such a great game it like even just the character interactions i'm like this game came out years ago and it's fucking incredible <laughs> like Oh my god. It really is. And I'm excited to hear I think one of uh you guys brought up on the previous episodes that it's coming to PC so more people get to experience it. That's great because it's a great franchise and I hope there's another one on the way. That's gotta be uh PS5 exclusive originally. I would be very surprised if they weren't working on something because it was I don't I think it's a newer studio. I'm not gonna say this is their first game, but I'm gonna say it's definitely like an early game for them. Uh, because they made the Gorilla Engine, and that that's what uh, uh, Kojima used in parts of uh, Death Stranding. So they've already made like connections with like, a huge player, and like they're like bonding a lot and like promoting stuff of like uh, Witcher. I believe there's been a lot of interaction with the Witcher Studio and uh, Santa Monica Studios, like God of War. Like they got a very good relationship. So it's like, oh, I hope I hope they're making something else, and I hope like. Because it's it was made by the studio, but it was published by Ubisoft, I believe. Yeah. So hopefully, like the big parent Ubisoft publisher doesn't screw them over. Where it's like, all right, we need a sequel by tomorrow, and it's like, oh god, we gotta rush now. Like, I hope I hope they nurture this studioing these games properly and give them th- enough time because it does seem like they're really working with something new here, something interesting. Because it's still like you could easily just say like, oh, it's an Ubisoft game because there's towers that recon or that. Uh, you know, scout out the map and stuff, and, you know, you do this, and, like, do, you know, quick time events, a lot of quick time events, and inventory management, like, Assassin's Creed. It's like, sure, there's definitely comparisons, but it's just, like, the basic plot and setting of just, like, hey, that dinosaur's a robot. It's like, what? Like, (laughs) that's such a weird sentence to have, and you can only really find it in Horizon. So it's still just such a cool premise for a game. Oh, for sure. Um, I fucking love that game. Yeah, I, I, like I said, I'm 
definitely trying to get all the trophies and do that 100%. And my goal is to do that all before Kingdom Hearts 3 DLC Remind. Even though I installed it and have it ready to go, I just don't think I'm mentally ready yet to go back into Kingdom Hearts mode. Like, I need to be in that, like, zone, and I'm currently not. I'm, like, in the zone of, like, getting headshots with, like, a goddamn bow and arrow and just, like, killing shit in Horizon. It feels good. Like, yeah, the Bandit Camp shit is super fun. There's just, like not hundreds, but like a boatload of like bandits that you got to like be very stealthy about or else they're just all going to get you. Um, no. So I don't know. What if those bandits, what if they were sad, like real sad, like heartlessly sad? That's kind of hard. heartless. Heartless. Yeah. God damn it. No, that's what I mean. I don't look forward to getting back into kingdom hearts <laughs> just because I'm insane. It is. Oh no. And no, listen to this. Though. Yeah, okay. uh, I've, I was looking into uh, like a review of it because I'm like I don't I'm not gonna read the whole thing I'm just gonna skim it yeah, just to get a gist of like what the feel is of this DLC yeah. and people were like it feels more like an addendum than an expansion because basically all you do is revisit shit I'm like that's super Kingdom Hearts and then the because like <laughs> it's just like fucking the whole thing with, uh, chain of memories is like that's where it all began of like oh it's another game not really it's a new game setting where you just revisit everything that happened in the last game and they do it over and over again even in the datascape game i forget which one that was recoded maybe oh, oh man geez. so yeah. they they just like have an obsession of just being like let's do shit again and i hope that's not what it is i i could just be uh they could be wrong about that and just be like that. That could be their opinion, but I'll have to find out for myself. But oh gosh, if that really is what it turns out to be, just a <laughs> rehashing of Kingdom Hearts three, I'll just be like, "Fuck this." I hope I hope we can keep clear definitions of what DLC is and expansions are, because like I would say, like Witcher, Horizon Zero Dawn, Hollow Knight, those are expansions. Like those are a lot of beefy game, a lot more content, new stuff. And it's like, this is great. Here's a few more hours of gameplay if you want to keep going. DLC is like, here's some shit. Some skins some and skins. shit. <laughs> here's a little add-ons. Like, maybe you can have, like, here's a new, like, if this is what the Kingdom Hearts deal, like, DLC is, it's just, like, nothing really new. You just go back and do, like, a best-of tour through the world. Like, if that's not new content, man, that's not an expansion. Like, that's DLC, it, if at all. Like, that might just be taking your money just to backtrack and play the game again yeah so uh i'm gonna get into that eventually i almost want my wife to play through kingdom hearts 3 (laughs) so i could like watch her play and be like okay i'm reminded of what's going on in this shit and she knows what's going on before i can do this and she can watch along because she does love uh, the kingdom hearts franchise she beat one and two if i'm not mistaken (laughs) i got some bad news for her there's like seven other games for you to even try to be. Yeah, that's what I mean. I I have them all on PS4, and she could go down that rabbit hole, but I, I don't think it's worth it. You We're just adults watch now, YouTube dog. videos. Yeah, that's what I mean. No one has that time. It sucks. <laughs> you got to watch them at work on your lunch break at four times the speed. Pretty much. Um, but that's another thing during my sickness, this isn't really video game related. It's more just nostalgia fueled. Uh, I watched season one of Dragon Ball Z and it was so good. I mean, talk about, you have an anime podcast, but like, God damn it. Did you guys ever cover Dragon Ball Z yet? No, that's like, we pick some of our favorites and then we pick, we wait for like the big ones. Cause like, that's going to be a big one. Yeah, that really has to be. I mean, well, that's the problem. I, I'm i curious, are you going to do, like, a Dragon Ball episode, a Dragon Ball Z episode, and then, and then a GT episode? Because, we don't like, talk about that one. 
We don't talk about that I one. I know. Well, that's why it'd be even funnier to be on your show. <laughs> um, that's, <laughs> I can tell you right now, my co-host, uh, the main host, um, he hates, I mean, both of them hate the like drawn out fighting bullshit of like, he's going to drop so a, like, horrendous. a spirit bomb in like a minute. And then there's four <laughs> more episodes of him holding the spirit bomb. It's like, what? Yep. How, how is time processing in this world? And like, they hate those kinds of fights. So like, I doubt we're going to reflect on all of them, but given my druthers, I'll fight for a Dragon Ball in a Dragon Ball Z episode. I want Dragon yeah, Ball. Yeah, absolutely. Because Dragon Ball is like oh, an man. adventure story. He like Goku's going on a fun adventure and doing weird stuff. Dragon Ball Z is the power fantasy of just screaming and getting more powerful. So yeah, that's the thing. As uh, there's some cool like like the whole Raditz thing and uh, Piccolo joining team uh, joining forces and then taking over to raise his son yeah. while he was dead and like oh my god <laughs> that's early so DBZ fucking cool that's, that's what I mean early DBZ was dope early DBZ I really good dope enjoyed it because it's got the lingerings of Dragon Ball still in it but like for sure after I, I'll say even after Frieza even Cell is getting like uh Cell or Android and Cell Saga running into it but definitely after Cell Saga it's just like you know, you fight the strongest in the country, then the strongest in the world, then strongest in the galaxy, strongest in the universe, strongest in our conscious existence that is reality. <laughs> and now in Dragon Ball Super, they're fighting like different universes, like versions and stuff. It's just like that's so insane. That's what I mean. Much. I have no interest in going into Super. I just, I literally want to stick to like the, the real full Z. Yeah. I, 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 I personally really did enjoy the early Android stuff, like. Not, I did enjoy Cell, but god damn, if that wasn't dragged out even I mean. maybe longer yeah. than Frieza. Yeah, so, absolutely. yeah, revisiting it as an adult, it's like it's definitely just scratching an itch of nostalgia. I'm like, I love these characters so much, yeah. but yeah, it's also just like half naked men screaming <laughs> and, and like blood coming out of their mouths. And I'm like, what the fuck? So, I don't know, it, it's kind of strange, but I also think if I do have children and they're like teenage like teenage age i i think they might enjoy this i don't know or i'll be like this is something i grew up to you tell me if you like it and they'll probably just be like what the fuck is this but yeah but that's what i mean it i feel like it could turn you out to be a good kid because there's a lot of good lessons there and like i don't know goku's a good guy and so is (laughs) gohan gohan's journey is epic because like he's just such a little mama's boy and then he's just like (laughs) fuck you mom i'm gonna be a fighter and then he's the shit I would say Gohan's journey is better than Goku's. Because Goku is like, I'm a dumb kid. I'm going to fight stuff. And then he grows up to being, I'm a dumb man. I'm going to fight stuff. To them being, I'm a dumb god. I'm going to fight stuff. Like, Goku's dumb (laughs) as bricks. Like, Goku's useless. No, that's what I mean. He stays pretty consistent. Yeah, he doesn't change at all. That's kind of why I love him. Um, it, uh, it is interesting because my parents were always like, oh, don't throw that out. Like, keep those toys. We'll give them to your kids. I was like, what kid is going to want a Warriors of Virtue toy? A very niche specific movie from 1996 about kangaroo warriors. Like, no one knows what this is except for me. And my kids in 20 years aren't going to want toys of this. And then I think about it. I'm like, no, but isn't that half the fun of being a kid of finding something and being like, what is what this? What the fuck is this? And then, yeah, like, exactly. 15 years later, you find out on the internet, like, holy shit, that's what it was! And, like, your mind well, is Well, that's blown. the crazy thing for them growing up. They'll have the internet oh, and so not have, have to wait like we did. Yeah. That's that's what's concerned. Like, maybe they won't have that. They'll be like, what is this? You know, take a picture of it, send it to Google, be like, oh, it's this. All right, I don't care anymore. Um, But that is some of the stuff that's, you know, that's the stuff that's classic. That's the stuff that transcends generations, like... You know, music and movies and stuff that's still good 30 years after he came out. 
I don't. I'm not exactly. promising Dragon Ball Z is going to be that. I'm not going to say it's that good. Uh, that's what i mean i can't i'll just say my experience with season one was thoroughly enjoyable so i'm looking forward to continuing it but like oh man the other seasons i can't it definitely goes a little downhill with like yeah drawing shit out and like Mm. super uh filler episodes oh yeah there's a ton um because i when i went back home my brother hooked my parents up with disney plus and i was watching uh, gargoyles on there and i was like oh fuck yeah gargoyles is amazing love gargoyles it's so good and then like rewatching it i still love it i still absolutely love it but it's like ooh, like i, I might have to take a lactose uh, pill for this because there's a lot of cheese in this show there's a yeah. lot of old 90s cheese in this show so i'm like <laughs> i don't know how that'll last up for anyone who doesn't have nostalgia for it but like yeah, i mean it is good quality though it's greg weissman and stuff. right um dragon ball z is yeah it's i mean dragon ball z is a classic though it's it, you know there's a goku uh balloon in the Thanksgiving Day Parade now in, like, New York City. So, like, Goku's, like, Dragon Ball Z is one of the biggest anime franchises in the world. Oh, for sure. And that's what I mean. I'm watching it on the Blu-ray, like, series. So they, like, remastered it in, like, as best as possible. Like, they said somewhere in, like, the bonus features are like it's six times more detailed than like the dvd version i'm like damn that's wild so they put a lot of effort into it uh this many years after the fact i think it was like 2007 or something Mm -hmm. but uh and and that's the thing i would love to like get my wife into this but it's so daunting because of how many episodes (laughs) like i'm home i'm homesick of course i can watch this like i'm not gonna like ask her to but she got home one day from work and like sat down watched a few episodes and like thought it was cool but i'm like yeah and i like just filled her in super brief being like this is what's going on with these (laughs) people (laughs) these guys yeah but i love the concept behind super because i'm pretty sure like they take the existing story and are trying to like shorten it and get rid of those filler moments and just try to to the point Uh, but like i think they completely altered it that's a dragon ball kai oh okay that's that's okay damn it i want to look into kai then maybe and that might be more enjoyable because well i do love the full franchise but it's just so many episodes yeah i mean it's but what is super then because yeah it looks like all new like not characters but like some weird ass like animation it's super is just continuing the story super is just the sequel to uh dragon ball z so it's like uh goten and trunks are older now and like gohan's older and he's got a kid and he's got baby pam and uh Goku and Vegeta are like grandfathers now and they're, you know, become Super Saiyan gods. Like, that's just the story continues. Kai wow. is like a re, like a, not a reboot, but like a remastering of it. And yeah, you're right. It does take out some of the filler stuff because they're not like, oh, we got to meet this deadline. Like, you know, we got advertisers buying commercial slots. We got to put something on at this time. Um, right. So it takes out like a lot of the filler. But then they, because it's like a remastered one, they do edit different things. So there's no promise that it's going to be in this pure integrity. I know uh, Mr. Popo, the very racist caricature in Dragon Ball Z. Yes. In Kai, that's when he got redone, and now he's neon blue. I can understand. Yeah, that's what I was going to bring up. I'm glad you did, because yeah. it's just weird. Like, I'm, I know in general, like, his character is racist, but dude, you know who's even more racist? Bulma, because there's this moment, like, towards the end of season one where it's like, oh, we need a spaceship to get the Namek or some shit, and yeah. she's like, and Mr. Popo shows up because he's like, I think I can help. And then Bulma's like, I don't want to go with him, he creeps me out. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> you can't say that, Bulma. I mean, if I was human and I just saw this, like, weird, pointy-eared, like, el- like bald guy, That's true. just, like, out of nowhere. And like, he was on a flying carpet. What are you? Oh, my God. What's happening here? Because she's already <laughs> met aliens. So, like, she already met Piccolo. So it's like, yeah, it's like, 
I can understand her hesitation, but Bulma's never shied away from speaking her mind. Um, yeah, that's true. I can definitely understand why they changed Mr. Pobo. Completely understand why they changed him. I don't know if neon eye-burning blue was the best color choice. <laughs> like, it's, no. it hurts to look at him now. <laughs> Maybe that's what they wanted. That's... But Yeah, they just wanted him to stand out. Yeah, that's the biggest edit I know of, because I haven't gone back and watched it. But, like, I wouldn't be surprised if they tweaked little stuff here and there, or if they changed the character's name, or, like, just wrote out uh, Yajirobe entirely. Because, like, he never pays off. Why is he here? And just cut him out entirely. So, like... Well, dude, in season one, he that was where he, like, ever mattered. Yeah. Because he cuts off, like, Vegeta's tail, and, like, he just, like, he's such a little pig. I don't know. <laughs> All he wants to do is eat and, like, pretend like he's the hero and he doesn't do shit. Yeah. But he did have some moments where it was, like, Early on. he did one key stab of Vegeta's back yeah. and then this other thing where, yeah, he literally cut off his tail while he was the fucking giant monkey. Yeah, so I can't, I can't say for sure if they've edited any other stuff. Like, they very well might have, so. Um, that's, that's fair. That's the drawback of, like, the remastered versus, like, the original. And it's, like, but the original's also got its own problems and it's a lot. Like, I love One Piece. I'm reading the One Piece manga. I'm up to date on it all. There's, like, 800-some episodes and, like, 900-some chapters of it. I'm not going to recommend that to anyone because that's a lot of time. Exactly. This is, like, I think all in all, I could be wrong, but, like, 300 at least, I'm pretty sure. So, yeah, DBZ isn't uh, something to take on unless you're very serious. But, like, that was the thing. In this season, uh all these characters are dying right off the bat. Like when my wife like started getting interested and she's like, man, this is like game of Thrones. <laughs> like, I know what you mean. Cause like, holy shit, everyone's dying before Goku shows up. But that's also like, why are Vegeta and Nappa so patient being like, yeah, let's wait two hours. Like there's stupid, <laughs> like stupid shit like that. Yeah. I don't know. Makes no sense. <laughs> oh boy. I really like this Krillin character. Ooh, boy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he survived. Uh, but the thing is, he dies in other iterations. I think he dies in Dragon Ball, and they bring him back with the with the he dies like twice. Dragon Balls. I think Yamcha yeah. But the dies thing like is, I think the way they put it was like, oh, if you die once, we can't bring them back with the Dragon Balls. So Krillin, if you die, it's for good. And he was like super sweating it going into this battle, being like, oh fuck. But then they realized, like, oh, there's other Dragon Balls on Namek, yeah. so I guess they could wish for him to do it there and shit. So I don't know. It's- That's Dragon Ball Z. We could move on. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, even the creator of Dragon Ball Z admits, like, how'd you come up with all these character names? He's like, I looked at my fridge and there was food, and I just named them after food. Like, <laughs> he's he never takes himself too seriously, so it's not no. this prestigious, like, monolithic story. It's just like, eh, it's just dudes fighting, it's fun. Pretty much. And then there was this throwaway character, Pegaro, and he was, like, the leader of this orphanage character that Gohan runs into. It was super just a talk-about-filler episode. I don't even know what why that episode even mattered. But uh, it was, I guess, like, showing Gohan's growth as a young boy. But yeah, this his name, I don't know, it, just, it sounds almost identical to Piccolo. I was like, oh my god, what a weird character. But yeah, Piccolo, someone you'll <laughs> never hear about again. <laughs> you'll never uh, hear from. <laughs> uh, let's see, is there anything in the show topics we want to talk about before let's wrapping see. this one up? Uh, uh, oh, I will say, um, I went to a comic convention, Anime Impulse, a friend of mine helps run it. So I got a bunch of art there, and it was awesome. Uh, I got, uh, I've talked about it before, but Mob Psycho 100, it's an anime from the guy that did One Punch Man. Super good. Highly recommended to everyone. Season 2 is, like, emotionally gripping and, like, super compelling. I fucking love it. 
Uh, Hell yeah. And my friend couldn't go because she was sick, like I was saying. Uh, so I bought her a big titty mouse pad of Mob Psycho 100. <laughs> but instead of the titties, it's like takoyaki. It's like the uh, fried octopus balls are like where the boobs would be. <laughs> god damn it we get you're a weeb Bryn. it's just like it's just like it's a great show we both love it but it's also just like here's something that was created to be like disgusting perverted like mouse pad and it's like it's just uh, now it's just a boy enjoying some snacks with his like teacher and like friends it's just like nice i love it um that is funny and then besides the uh, convention i also went to near automata or rather it's just near but it's you know based on near automata uh, orchestra they were playing out here in LA and I went with that friend who's obsessed with Nier uh, so I went to that orchestra show and uh, heard all the music from both Nier Drakengard and Nier Automata and uh, oh boy uh, I, lo- I like Nier Automata it's a great game very good enjoy the stuff the creator of it's out of his goddamn mind it's very entertaining uh, it rivals Kingdom Hearts level of just nonsense absurdity like the, yeah the story because if for anyone doesn't know near automata is a spin-off slash sequel to near which is a tie-in to Drakengard, which is a whole different franchise but it's connected right and like my friend and her friend just trying to explain like oh okay you didn't play the first near Drakengard. i was like no they're like all right then you're not gonna understand the first half of the orchestra uh here's a quick summary i was like this is utter nonsense <laughs> i watched like a video trying to like explain the lore between dragon guard and the first near game i'm just like it's it's like kingdom hearts it's making less sense the more people talk about it to me and i I'm think just, that's like, why aj was super attracted to near <laughs> yeah that explains a lot now because it's like like i said great games really respect what they're doing it's crazy it's this like niche like franchise series and they succeeded enough to be able to do an orchestra show around the world and stuff Great, good for them. It's gibberish. Yeah, <laughs> it's just story. incoherent as hell. Yeah, I like the concept of like blending franchises of being like, oh, there's tie-ins and stuff, yeah, and then like maybe in future games, like you'd universe. see how that pans out. I don't know. It's nonsense. That being said, highly recommend Near Automata if you want a good platinum uh, beat 'em up game. Fantastic game. Just wild story. But, like you know. Viewer listener discretion advise if you're going down that rabbit hole. <laughs> it's fucking oh, for sure. Trip. Um. Oh, real quick, they announced an Animal Crossing Switch for the Animal Crossing uh, release in like March, and I have no interest in buying Animal Crossing. Not my type of game. But Jesus Christ, this Switch looks gorgeous, dude. It's fantastic. So it's good. so cute. <laughs> give me that seafoam green Joy-Con. Ooh, yeah. Give me that top baby blue. cover. So good. I like so yeah. many people are just like fuck. Like a collective yeah. fuck was released around the world of like, I already have a switch, but now I want this one. I'm wondering though if they have like ways to just like give you little uh skins or something for those Johns. I'm not really sure. I know that early on with the switches being released, especially from third parties, there was an issue with the different decals and wraps you could put around the docking station. Yeah. It would like cover up the heating or the heating element was never supposed to be covered and like it would like bubble and stuff. Um, so i don't know if that's been fixed or if you're just not supposed to do that like don't fuck with your dock um so i wouldn't be surprised if they might release like that in front of the docking station like a little decal you could put onto it um but it uh the back of the switch like the the actual screen has like little animal crossing new leaf designs in it so that's going to be uh hard to do 
Uh, but I'm definitely going to try and get my hands on just the Joy-Cons, like try and buy them separately from someone on eBay or something, because, oh, they look so nice. But what else is going on? Uh, we got a trailer and a bunch of screenshots and stuff for the Final Fantasy VII Remake. So oh, yeah, I did watch the one trailer. It looks fucking incredible. I mean, at least these cutscenes and, and, trust- the, and the gameplay. The gameplay did look pretty cool, at least like with them moving around and shit and doing some uh, battle sequences. I trust nothing. Cinematics mean nothing yeah. to me. That's an advertisement. That's a lie. So, and I'm also like, I didn't. I don't have nostalgia for Final Fantasy VII. I played me it when I was an adult. So, it's a good game. No denying that. But I, I don't think it's the greatest game to ever be, exist like some people do. So right. This isn't for me. It's like, oh, cool, remake. Anyway, moving on. Like, I'm not going to play this. Same so. boat. That one completely slipped under my radar as a kid. I know people were talking about it, but I was more into Legend of Dragoon and Final Fantasy IX for some reason. God, love Final Fantasy IX. I know. I keep seeing, I keep seeing like more fan art for it. I'm just like, God, what a good game. Fucking um, remake that. <laughs> I don't even want it remade. I got. I know. No, I agree. No, if anything, they already have like ten times, and I bought it each time. (laughs) Yeah, you buy it every system. Uh, I think it is on Switch. Uh, And one, I'll wrap it up with. We mentioned it earlier. Uh, One piece, though. I figure eh, it's worth talking about live action uh, stuff because we're seeing so many live action remakes of stuff now, and then we're seeing remakes of stuff that's not technically live action, but it's attempting to look like live action, like The Lion King. Visited my grandma and like one of her sisters, and like they're talking about like, so it's not live action. I was like, no, those aren't real lions. We're like, because I was surprised they got me talking. It's like, no, it's all CG. We're like, but it looks real. I'm like, uh, oh, and I like I had to explain the difference what CG and like real life is. It was like, oh, oh lord, this is rough. Um, so yeah, Netflix is doing a live action One Piece uh, series, and or no, it just says adaptation. Maybe a, maybe it's just a movie. It might not be a full series. Okay, um, but the creator of it, Oda is going to be involved with this. So he's like, he's putting his two cents in and he's operating with them to what degree. I'm not hundred percent sure. Um, but it's good to always have the creator when you're doing a lot uh, re- reimagining or reboot or live action. So absolutely taking it like most listeners, you probably don't have any context for one piece or you just caught an episode here and there on Toonami. Right. Uh, so it's just a big pirate anime. Like I was saying, there's 900 some chapters one Piece is the filler god, so they have, like, 800-some episodes, and, like, a third of them are just filler, like, useless content. But because it's so popular, they had to keep it going for advertisements and shit. Um, they got, like, ten movies out and stuff. It's, it's like, the biggest anime franchise of all time, I think, at this point, because it's been going for well over 20 years, and it's it's just colossal. Um, I Like I said, I like it. It's very intimidating to get into. Uh, but the concerning part is with the live action, there's so many characters that are just inhuman. Uh, either like just on the main cast, of, uh, the pirate ship crew, there's a talking reindeer and a sentient skeleton. Hell and, yeah. Uh, a giant cyborg man. So like just out of the crew alone, that's, those are going to be tough to do live action. Right. But then also in the world, there's so many like animal creatures and, just all these various types of beings, like smurfolk and stuff. But then there's just some people who are just inhumanly proportioned. So, like, one guy just has a very long nose. There's a group of people called the Long Leg Tribe, where their just legs are, like, seven feet long, and the rest of their body <laughs> is fine. And there's some people who just, like, giant, like, forearms for no reason. 
And then there's my favorite is like, you know, they're pirates. So there's like Blackbeard and Whitebeard and stuff. And uh, the main character, Luffy, who everyone's likely seen at this point, is like a normal sized person, like five, eight or something, like nothing insane. Whitebeard is just a dude, but he's also 22 feet tall. What? And he's just a dude because there are giants in the One Piece world, but he's not a giant. He's just a dude. So like, how does that work? It's I like that's the charm of One Piece of how just insanely diverse everyone is, except for the attractive woman. If you're an attractive woman, you look identical, and it's not great. Oh but Jesus! That's a there. Uh, yeah, he's Oda admits he's one of the worst at doing that. So it's it's not excusable, but it is like everyone's aware of it. Um. But yeah, like there's just some of the b- people's proportions are just insane and like a caricature, but like that's the charm of it. I say One Piece went on for so long because it's never jumped the shark. It started like over the orbit of the shark. Like it was so far over jumping the shark when it started. So that's how it's able to keep the momentum because it's always been this silly from the get go. Yeah. So uh, if anything, it's going to be real fucking weird, especially if you have no context for One Piece and just won't be like, the fuck is this? Like one day on Netflix. For sure. Oh man, though, do live actions ever go well? <laughs> I'm not really optimistic. So far, I believe the best live action adaptation. Comics are different because it's like X Men and Judge Doom. Like you could work with those easily. Like they're still not the best. They still mess them up all the time because they want to put their own twist. Hollywood wants to put its twist on it. Um, but those are easier to do than like, especially manga and video games. Yeah, I think. The Detective Pikachu is still the best live action video game, just like nerdy thing done. Yeah, that isn't that like makes Lord sense. of the Rings or you know something huge like that. Something that's inherently difficult to do live action. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't, I don't expect this to go well because Netflix has done a lot of uh, a fair amount of live action anime at this point, like Full Metal Alchemist, which is one of my favorite series of all time, and that movie's fucking horseshit, and everyone yeah. hits that. <laughs> so I don't have a lot of faith in it, but it's going to look real weird. So get ready for some disturbing, disturbing pictures of just people with half CGI faces and like half makeup. Yeah, so. that sounds strange. Uh, and if we're ending on anime, uh, I might as well uh, tell the listeners I lied to you. You're going to hear about Pigoro one more time. I had a note <laughs> in my show topics and I wanted to mention it and I didn't while I was talking about him. The yeah. dude straight punches Gohan in the face and like <laughs> literally five like seconds later, Gohan is like, thank you. And I'm like, what the fuck is that about? Thank you, sir. Just, may I have another. Yeah, it was very kind of strange. So there's Humbling a clip on, of it on YouTube if you want to look it up. It's Pigro <laughs> leaves the orphans behind and it's all dramatic. <laughs> oh, that's the episode title if I've ever heard one. Yeah, um, pretty much. Oh, I there will, we go. I will tie it in. Uh, I brought up the One Piece uh, live action because they're also doing a live action, probably more similar to our show uh, tones, uh, live action adaptation for Netflix that's coming out, I think, as of this recording, like next week. Uh, so, like, yeah, probably by the end of the week as you're listening to this, um, of Lock and Key, which is a very popular comic series oh, done yeah. by Joe Hill, who's actually Stephen King's son. But Joe oh, Hill's wow. a pseudonym. Yeah, because he wanted to make his own thing without writing his dad's tailcoats. And yeah. then after after the series got wildly popular and like really successful, he's like he like pulled off the mask of like, haha, my father's also very famous for writing too. And it's like, oh <laughs> shit. Um but I just I heard about this like uh not too long ago and it's already coming out and um 
the trailer's out now, and I think you can watch like a few minutes of it uh, early. Um, but yeah, Lock and Key, if you haven't seen the comic series at all or haven't heard about it, real good series. I'm not thrilled by the art. I, I read a few bits, and I, I ended up dropping because the art just wasn't my jazz. Um, story-wise, though, it's good. Like It was a compelling story, and it's just kids move into this house. And they find this magical key that unlocks a bunch of other like magical keys that just do wild shit. So nice. um, it's good. And the trailer I saw, like this is one that could easily work in live action because like everyone's human. They all do fairly human things. There are good CGI portions. Like one kid becomes like a ghost and leaves his body. Um, but it's nothing that like a movie or show hasn't already done. It's not like, hey, this reindeer can shapeshift into seven different forms. Like that's that's gonna right. be rough to do in live action. Um, but yeah, comics, live action adaptation, Lock and Key coming out uh, pretty soon on Netflix. Looks pretty good. If you want like a kind of cool mystery sci-fi comic series show, like if you liked Umbrella Academy and you know want something to scratch that itch, here you go. Definitely, that's awesome. Yeah. I'm going to look into that one. Um, well, that's probably going to do it for this episode. Uh, it was good having you back on the show, Bren. Let's tell our listeners where we can be found on the internet. Uh, you have another podcast. We brought it up, but what is it called <laughs> and where is it? If you liked hearing us talk about anime for way too long in this episode. I, I that... miss it. We need to do it more often. Let's get Mark <laughs> hey, in the call. <laughs> Oh, no. I'm fine with doing it, but I don't know if the listeners enjoy this. Oh, uh, it's okay. Uh, right, we Greg, had the big anime again. episode back in the day. <laughs> that was our longest episode to date, I'm pretty sure. It's like yeah, nearly two going. hours. Ooh. Um, but yeah, if you like hearing people talk about anime, uh, I got a show called Are Weeb There Yet? W-E-E-B. Uh, me and two friends watch three episodes of a show or a movie of an anime and then recap it while also giving our opinions and trying to find one that my other co-host will finally fucking watch someday because he yeah, hasn't I watched hope. any of them so far. Yeah, it's not working. <laughs> no, I've given up on him and I'm trying to just find shows for my other co-host to see if they like, like to see what shows they like. Or I'm just torturing people with stuff I like. Because this week, the latest episode, we watched Darker Than Black. Ooh, oh no, I know about this. I'm from what college, I'm pretty sure. Oh wait, no, I could oh wait, no, I'm oh I'm confusing it with something else. My bad. Oh, oh my you're, gosh. You're thinking of Bible Black? Yes! Oh my ah, god, that's exactly that's what came porn. to mind. Fuck. That's Christ. porn. That's okay, filthy, that's, filthy porn. That's pervert. why Yeah, okay. But no, <laughs> what's this one you're talking about? Darker Than Black is a show me and Mark actually watched in college and grew to love. This is something we both really enjoy. Okay. Um, and yeah, I really enjoy it. <laughs> my co-host really did not like I didn't think it'd be their exact cup of tea. I didn't think they'd lay into me as hard as they did. For that oh, show. Jesus. Uh, but for anyone interested, it's like a crime mafia drama with superpowers, but the superpowers come at like a unique price. I really enjoy the series. I think it's really great. But uh, if you want to hear someone just yell at me for like an hour, 20 minutes, check out Are We There Yet? Awesome. Oh, man. Maybe you should show him Bible Black and be like, hey, that other show wasn't so bad, <laughs> was it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There we go. Uh, but that's uh, a great show. Go check that out. And we're findable on all the places at ABT Silence. I am Twitch streaming again, uh, so head over to twitch.tv slash ABT Silence if you want to see some of the gaming there. Like I said, I'm pretty sure there's VOD of uh, Corey and I beating the last boss of Code Vein. So if that piques your interest, go check it out. And I also have a record label. It's MissedOutRecords.com. Uh, lots of emo, screamo, and math rock. All sorts of kit tapes, uh, vinyl, shirts. Uh, go check it out if you have any interest. 
But um, that's going to do it for this week. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll be back. See you guys. See you.